Welcome to the third Leadership in Focus podcast. I'm Jason Moriarty. Today's podcast will discuss senior NCO warrant officer and officer relationships. This is particularly pertinent this time of year as we move into the posting cycle 2018 when command teams are coming together to form and hopefully perform. I recently ran PME within the unit and discussed this very topic. I had senior NCOs and warrant officers and officers from the unit and we discussed a wide variety of issues and shared our knowledge and our experiences for the betterment of the regiment. In my time, I've seen both successful and not so successful relationships within the command team. And to be honest, there's no particular rank to blame. I think if I was to say anything, it was probably an even spread where I could lay that blame. I have with me to discuss and share their thoughts and experiences, Major Chris Lingard, Major Tim Hurley, Warrant Officer Class 2 Christopher Sharp, Warrant Officer Class 2 Finlay Steele. All four of these gentlemen have successfully negotiated their OC and SSM time, and today I look forward to gaining their insights on what they believe is the way forward. Hey gents, um, thank you for coming uh, in this evening to discuss CNGO Warrant Officer and Officer Relationship. I guess I'll start by asking uh, my first question, and that is what one piece of advice would you give to a Sergeant, Lieutenant, or OC, CSM as they start off or start out in their command team? Uh, Major Chris Lingard, I think... uh You need to start off with open lines of communication. You need to establish the ground rules early, uh, but your best friend is compromise. Never in a relationship, no matter whether it's a personal relationship or command relationship, will two people agree on the same things. You need to learn to compromise, pick what's important to you and what's important to the other person in that relationship and stay true to yourself, but at the same time having a level of empathy, uh, compassion um, and respect for the other person. Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a valid point. Um, yeah, Major Tim Hurley, I think probably the one bit of advice would be to just give each other a bit of time and give yourself time to work out how the other, how your counterpart operates. So, you know, it might take an exercise, maybe two, uh, for you to work out some of the strengths and weaknesses that might not be apparent uh, on first impressions. So, you know, make sure that you know, obviously everyone's going to make a first impression, but, you know, give it a bit of time to, to fully understand what, you know, what both of you bring to the party and, and then you can try and work together to, to sort of maximise your strengths and, and sort of cover off on any weaknesses on, on for either party, I suppose. Yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, not, not forcing it, not pushing too hard at the start. I think one of the mistakes that um, I know I've made in my, my time is, is trying to impress too early Whereas I would have been far better off just, as you said, getting to know my lieutenant, my OC, uh, in this case my CO, understanding their philosophies, their intent, understanding the way that they think because the way that they think becomes very important when you need to make a decision when your boss isn't there or when someone comes and asks you some advice, whether it be a senior NCO or junior officer, you understand how the CO will approach that particular uh, instant and you can give advice um, which is in line with the boss's intent. Okay, 
So I think in, certainly with my experience, don't, don't push a point past its worth. So it's great to have an opinion and it's, it's great to fight for what you think is right. But from a senior and show and point, we run the risk of becoming obstructionists. Uh, I've had many, many very good leaders tell me in the past that you know fight the fights that are worth the effort, uh, and at the end the ones are going to uh, the juice is going to be worth the squeeze. So have we got any examples potentially where you've seen that in your time? Yeah, way to Chris Sharp. Um, an example um, that I've got is talking with my boss over um, over a plan that we were developing as a team um, and you know disagreements um, were had and I suppose I so I was pushing my point I felt like my point was definitely I wasn't prepared to have it discarded um, and the boss could see that so I pushed it pretty hard and uh, at the end of the discussion um, as Major Lingard's already um, alluded to we compromised and so my point was taken and, and implemented in the plan. Um, consequently, the plan didn't work, um, mainly due to um, the point that I pushed. Um, so we both left the office and um, approached the squadron as a united front, which is very important. Um, and once the plan had failed, or the component of, um, I think the next important part their relationship was we then um, we accepted it as a team there was no individual blame and for me personally um, to have the boss sit there and um, we, we went through the counseling process but I wasn't um, yeah. I wasn't discarded as an individual after that you know I wasn't that's not the last time that, that's the last time I listened to you yeah it was as a team what we decided didn't work, so as a team, we're gonna fix it and make it better for next time. So there's probably two parts to that. I think the humility part is pretty evident in that story, where you, you as a, as a CS, or an SSM, has owned up and said, you know what, the advice I gave you wasn't uh, correct or, or could have been done better. And I've certainly got a number of experiences as an SSM where I gave my boss poor advice and had to go into his office and say, you know what, sir, the advice I gave you yesterday wasn't the best advice. Mm. And that's just all about being humble. We all make mistakes. Uh, and uh, Warren Officer Steele brought up a point before offline that, you know, we need to allow people to make mistakes. The other, the other part of that is, I think, is particularly important is, and I think it's, an, it's a lesson for uh, probably sergeant, lef uh, sergeant, lieutenant, but certainly... Uh, SM and OCs can get something out of this as well, is once that decision is made in the office, when you open that door, you own that decision together. Because if you, if, the, if, I, if fractures are seen by the soldiers, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll work to exploit that. It might sound that's a bit nasty, but that's the fact. Um, but if you go out there and that plan's yours, and you sell that plan together, as you've already discussed, uh, that is definitely the way forward. Now, Steele, this question is for you, as I know you're quite passionate about it. What are some of the qualities 
that or, and characteristics of a person that you think is important um, as they move into a command relationship or forming a team? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, War Officer Class 2, Finn Steele. Um, I think a couple of times now with our new OCs, I've built those relationships uh, and just being up front um, with uh, a mutual understanding, respect uh, and a certain level of compassion uh, in there with that relationship uh, is important. Um, that goes a long way when um, your OC knows that not only uh, has he got your back but um, you've also got his. An uh, example I'll use is um, you know, my current OC now, my previous one, uh, has never met my family or my children, however he has an invested interest in in um, you know that compassion side of on workload and and those sorts of decisions. So, without even knowing the person beforehand, just building that relationship with those um, moral values, I think, uh, opens those lines of communication up and um, puts you in good stead for that sort of uh, command leadership, uh, that united front. Um, so, there's some key, or there's probably one key. Um, component that's come out of both the PME that I ran uh, and also the discussions we've had in this room now and prior to the podcast and that is communication and how critical communication is for a team to function from the very start through to the very end as you move from the forming, storming, norming, slant, performing uh, and some other things that fall into that communication is honesty, uh, humility um, and just having that open dialogue with whether it be you, if you're the senior NCO or, or the warrant officer, uh, or the officer. Probably my final question is, if you had your time over again as either an SSM or an OC, or in fact as a lieutenant and a sergeant, what would you do differently? Tim, uh, Major Tim Hurley, probably reflecting on my time as a, as a troop leader, um, which is probably where especially as young lieutenants, you have some preconceptions about what you think um, your troop sergeant's going to bring to the party. Um, and I suppose once you've had that initial uh, time to figure each other out, um, not being afraid to adjust your approach. Um, so I'll give an example. Um, probably my first troop sergeant was fairly, um, you know, he, he, was, he was very strong in terms of tactics and he, he was a good troop sergeant, but he probably wasn't as um, heavy on the discipline side so I I actually found towards the end of my time as a troop leader that I'd have to sort of pick up a little bit of that um, to make sure that you know the guys were were doing the right thing and I don't think that's a bad thing because he had certainly strengths in other areas but uh, I suppose yeah that the point is you might have a preconceived idea of what you'd expect out of a troop sergeant but because it's a human you know everyone's human and it's a human endeavour what we do you might have to be prepared to shift um, some of your uh, focus, I suppose, into other areas where you might not necessarily have thought that you, you needed to focus uh, as a lieutenant or you know even as a major to sort of cover off on some of the things and, and support um, your your offsider uh, where they might not be as strong as what you what you thought they might be. So just be prepared to adjust your approach. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Just before I ask Sharpie, he's got a he's got an opinion on this as well. And we'll come back to this question. So. What happens if, and what advice would you give either to a young lieutenant or a new OC if their sergeant or, or warrant officer just isn't cutting it, isn't making the grade, isn't what you expected, making errors continually? 
What steps do you think are worth taking in your experience? Uh, Major Chris Lingard, um, I think in the first instance I'd probably um, have a sounding board with one of my peers, bounce a few ideas off with that peer about how best to approach the situation. Um, then I'd probably have an honest and frank conversation uh, with that individual, obviously behind closed doors, and obviously bring to attention um, the areas of, of issue. Um, obviously allowing an opportunity for both sides to obviously uh, provide uh, feedback because there's always two sides to every story and there's always, um, you are looking through one lens at the, uh, at the issue. Um, there could be other mitigating circumstances or other things that may be causing this issue that you're not aware of. Obviously, um, providing frank and honest feedback and guidance uh, from them and then allowing an opportunity or a period of time for that individual um, to take up that guidance um, and prove to you that they have taken on board what you've said and improved. Obviously, failing uh, that or not seeing considerable improvement uh, to your uh, expectations, uh, then you've always got the chain of command to escalate that through. Yeah. However, I would uh, caution, and that would be when all avenues uh, have been exhausted. Yes. I'll, I'll probably just jump in there as well. Uh, Tim, Major Tim Hill again. I don't think there's anything wrong, especially with you know young lieutenants maybe approaching their OC about some of the issues as well, in, in confidence and just sort of trying to seek some of their advice because they've probably been there and done that before. Um, I know that often peer groups, they can give you a little bit of advice, but they're, they might be in a similar situation or, or you know, they're, in, they're, as, they're just as sort of, I suppose, naive as you are about the, the whole issue and, and may not know how to approach it. But, you know, certainly I value the advice of, um, you know, at the moment I'd, I'd be more than comfortable to go and speak to the CEO about some of the... Some, you know, to ask his, his advice on what he's seen in the past because chances are they've, they've seen it uh, multiple times over and, and they might, might also be able to give you a, a few good tips as well as, as, well as obviously your peers if, um, if you're sort of still in a bit of a bind about it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll redirect that question now to the, the, the Warren officers to see whether they have any advice when you have an officer that is either you know, making incorrect decisions with policy, making um, decisions that are unsafe, or just poor man management, what steps and what advice you would give to someone coming up and forming a team? Yeah, I'll worry to you, Chris Sharp. Um, it's not um, too different from the answers that have already been given. I think communication, as we seem to be harping on, is key, but... Um, we approach our peers and see whether they um, have lessons learned. Some may be senior in the position than what you are, so they've been there, potentially experienced uh, what you're going through. Um, but I mean, I don't think you should be afraid to, as a, as a sergeant or as a warrant officer, approach um, the OC. As same with the troop leader, don't be um, concerned, don't be worried about approaching the SSM. Uh, if your troop sergeant is, um, has shortfalls and you uh, don't know how to address them, approach the SSM. Um, that, as we've already said, the OC SSM command team, or you know, they've done, they've been there, they've, both, they've worked in those roles, they will see things from different angles. So um, I wouldn't limit yourself to, to uh, just one person or one appointment 
to try and get um, to be that sounding board for you. Yeah, no, that, that's good advice. Uh, yes, sir. I'm one Officer Finn Steele again. I just um, I think that communication piece is important. Again, coming back to those uh, values, I think using tack, um, the correct pitch, tone, being in the right forum, at risk of probably uh, at times looking like a bit of a yes man in front of the soldiers and subordinates. But I think it's important that you pick the right time in the right forum to have those discussions uh, with your OC or, or your yep. lieutenant. Um, yeah, and absolutely. Those are... And that you form that team, and and, the, and there's no gaps or cracks yes. can be seen. You know, I've seen a number of times where, you know, the the SM and the OC, I know for a fact, do not get along, but they have the command leadership team uh, philosophy and, and mentality down, and when they present themselves to the squadron, no one can tell. And that's success because you're not going to get along with every single person that you work with. That's a fact, uh, and we need to find ways to get over that because we need to manage soldiers. Okay, we'll, we'll get back to the original question where we've digressed slightly. So, Charpie, you had uh, a, something you wanted to say on what advice you would give someone, and if you had your time over, and how you'd do it differently. Yeah, so so. This is a point about my time as a troop sergeant. So my perception of it, or how I lived out my time as a troop sergeant was um, a lot different as how I've done it as an SSM. Um, the time as a troop sergeant, you seem to be um, really competitive with the other troop sergeants in the squadron, in the regiment environment. Um, and you are focused on your troop, um, developing a relationship with your troop leader, and nobody else. Um, and if you if you're not hitting the grade as a command team or as an individual, um, you tend to get left behind because of the foundation that you've built by having those blinkers on. Um, everybody else um, just leaves you behind. So the example that that I'll give um, on how to do it better is my time as an SSM uh, in two Cav last year is all the SSMs in the squadrons um, communicated together. We had, um, whether it be by an app on a phone or emails or whatever, no decision was ever made in isolation to do with squadron training, um, squadron function, whatever we were gonna um, do at the time. It may just be a simple text message or a simple conversation at the mess about this is what B squadron or A squadron is doing, this is what I intend to do, what do you reckon? and your peers will give you some feedback. Um, whereas a troop sergeant, it just doesn't happen like that. So you, it, you, you sink or swim based yeah. on the decision-making process that you are very new to. So um, that's my advice, is talk with your peers, talk everything over, don't make decisions in isolation. And I guess if you, look, if you, if you use something simple like standards, uh, something's pretty obvious, you can, you can see visually, so dress standards, if one SSM doesn't really care too much about dress standards, yet you have an SSM that is hell-bent on maintaining standards and following policy, it becomes friction because your soldiers see that, why, why, why doesn't he need to have a haircut? Why can he get away with being dressed a certain way where I have to conform? And I think that open communication, and then there's that word again mm. that keeps popping up, and it's communication up and down and left to right.
and good communication will, will solve 99.9% of your issues, not only in your command teams, but within your organisations. Well, gents, well, thank you very much for sharing your experience uh, and your advice, some very helpful, insightful points and tips for junior and senior leadership teams. And as I said at the start, you know, it's that time of year where teams are starting to form uh, and it's important that we revise ourselves um, and hopefully some of the points that are all brought up today will, will answer some questions. To our listeners, thanks for listening and always welcome your feedback and suggestions. If you have a topic that you'd like discussed, uh, just send me an email uh, to one word, leadership in focus Australia at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you had a good Christmas break uh, and I'll talk to you soon.